This Bee Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. Yeah, IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com forward slash B. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. We're proud to be sponsored by MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Schools can easily create and manage time for FlexBlocks. Win time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and much more. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Yeah, make your flex time work for you. Visit MyFlexLearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off the first year. That's MyFlexLearning.com slash BE. On today's show, the guys are talking with Lance Solomon, CPO of Promethean, talking all about what Promethean offers to students and teachers even though we're wrapping up the end of the school year, looking forward to what's happening next. We got that much more on the EduTech Guy. You're listening to the EduTech Guys, edutechguys.com. Yeah, hello and welcome to the EduTech guys. I'm David Henderson. Hey, I'm Bill Bixby. Bill Bixby. <laughs> I'm Jeff Madlock. Oh, you know, my name is Simon. Simon. And the things I draw come true. I, I don't guess I get that one. Uh, Bill Bixby was uh, the uh, Hulk. I know. Oh, that's Bionic Man. Neither of us are working this. (laughs) No, Jeff, that's Jurassic Park. (laughs) Hey, listen, check us out on the web, www.edutechguys.com. You can also find us on your social media at edutechguys. At. Just at us. Just at us. That's right. And, you know, if you if you follow us, there's a good chance you have a one in 17 billion chance of us showing up in your backyard driving Airwolf. That, that yes. <laughs> Just coming in, coming in hot. Actually, if it was Airwolf, you'd hear, you wouldn't uh, hear anything. That's true. That's right. Those of you that are <laughs> pretty much everybody's going, what is Airwolf? Airwolf. Jan Michael Vincent. Wasn't his name? Jan Michael Vincent? Except I thought it was pronounced Ian. Is it was it not? Or Yawn. Yawn Michael Vincent? Is that what it was? Wait, Jan Michael Yawn? No. <laughs> <laughs> yes. John, John, John Jacob Jingle Smith. John Ian Vincent? I don't know what you're talking about. Listen, we're getting really close to the end of the school year. You can tell. And we are losing our minds. Is that what it is? I don't know. I'm pretty tired. I'll be honest. I'm pretty sure the school year has nothing to do with us losing our minds. No, we lost our minds a long time. <laughs> if you've ever met us, you know we lost our minds. Yes. So that's damn. It's a good thing, though. 
Hey, you know, I tell you what's interesting. This will come out uh, right before we hit ISTE in New Orleans. Oh, yeah. So if you're coming to ISTE in New Orleans, look for these two handsome gentlemen walking around with a sign that says, please talk to us. (laughs) Yeah, that won't be us. That'll be the other two guys. Yeah. (laughs) We'll be the ones standing behind and going, ah, you dorks. (laughs) Throwing stuff at them. I used to take him, just put a good, giving them noogies. Yo, just a pet, just right. We're gonna be the two guys with the handheld mic that we just run up and jam it in your face and go, "Hey, we're the Edge of Tech guys. What are like, you doing at ISTE?" You're yeah. gonna be like, "What?" We're the education version of that guy on the street that goes, "Give me a dollar if you can name four songs by Blondie." You know that kind of thing. So, <laughs> well, we gotta do that kind of thing. How cool would that be? Would it, Blondie? Nobody else name four songs from Blondie. I have no idea. I don't even know if I, what, call me. Okay, you're right. It'd be really cool because then we'd have a dollar all the time. <laughs> if I had a dollar for every time somebody couldn't answer yeah. four blonde questions. Name John Bon Jovi's hairdresser's favorite pet poodle. Now, go. <laughs> Fifi. No, actually, it's it's Margarita was her oh, name. Oh, I forgot about Margarita. <laughs> she was in the... Uh, <laughs> She was in the uh, in the wah 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 video, you know, <laughs> from Bon Jovi. That yeah, that's what she was. That was actually her. They put a full extraordinary. It was a dog barking, but it came up wah 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 wah. <laughs> Richie Sambor used her, stepped on her tail. Wah 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 wah. I've lost it. <laughs> I think I think it's become how much I can try to make David laugh and get I, so out, out, out outside of the box on this podcast. We're the Edutech guys. So far, the only thing that qualifies under any of those words is guys. Guys! (laughs) It's educational. I bet you people didn't know that Margarita was the name of her favorite poodle of John Bon Jovi's hairdresser. (laughs) (laughs) Don't believe me? Wikipedia. (laughs) Wait, let me edit that that real quick. Uh, Hey, listen, um, we're going to take a quick break and go to something a little more serious. No, we're just going to go to something we'd like to talk about, about something we know something about. And then we'll be right back uh, to uh, have a great conversation. So we'll see you on the other side. Are you using Soundtrap for personal use, recording podcasts, making music, and more? More importantly, are you using Soundtrap in the classroom? Soundtrap for the classroom is amazing, allowing students the ability to create music, podcasts, audio for their projects, and so much more. Check out Soundtrap now at Soundtrap.com. Welcome back to the EduTech guys. We're excited to have our next guest on the show yeah. today. Um, uh, we're going to let him tell us who he is and where he's from, what he does, and all that kind of good stuff. So here we go. Oh, hello. I'm uh, I'm Lance Solomon. I'm the chief product officer at Promethean. Uh, today, you know, you know, my me and my team, we look after product design, product strategy, innovation, technology, and development for the entire company. Uh, yeah, looking at my background, I've spent a lot of time in high tech. I've I've gone from you know building chips at Intel to building networking gear at Cisco to then consumer devices at Logitech, uh, then doing more back office stuff with Amazon Web Services, and here I am at Promethean. So, well, that, uh, so that's cool. Yeah, totally. It's uh, it's been an interesting career. It spanned building, you know. Um, tools that people use to make good decisions using machine learning early in my career to 
more operational type roles in the middle of the career, career looking at supply chain and still applying some of those, some of those uh, principles, then getting into running product launch and product launch management. And then here I am uh, working on product at Promethean. Yeah, That's that awesome. is very cool. So speaking of that, especially in particular here, I'm kind of curious, you know, well, first of all, it's generally safe to assume, although we won't assume, that uh, most of our listeners know what a Promethean board is. It's an you know, interactive uh, whiteboard. I'm sure you've got a much more uh, marketable term for it. Um, but, you know, uh, it allows for all kinds of interactivity in the classroom and or wherever else you happen to want to install one of these. The Promethean has been around for a good while. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of curious, what does the process look like in terms of taking something that is from from our perspective nearly ubiquitous in, in terms of you know kind of interactivity in the classroom and taking whatever measures to improve on something that is all you know people are already like oh yeah this is great this is awesome walk through some of that I know we're jumping deep into this but I'm just I'm very curious what that looks like yeah no that's a great question and, and something we've been working in getting better at at Promethean. And so right now, if you look, we're in the middle of developing a number of different products. You mentioned our history. We've been in, in the market a long time. We have the interactive flat panels, which is what the industry would call it. Um, we've got software that sits on top of it. We've got services that go on top of the software and the hardware. Uh, but really, you know, we're developing products all the time. And it starts with what is the customer problem that we want to go solve or what's the need of the customer? And when we start with the needs, we don't have to go build every need that's out there. Certainly everyone wants their unique thing that that, that works for them. And you can't go chase all of those different iterations of what people want, but you can study your customers, learn what are the things they're solving and what problems are they encountering. And then you can find the ones that go across the most customers and start to focus on those and look to where you can bring with what you're, you have in your tool chest, a, a good solution to solve those problems that the customers have. And, and that's not unique to Promethean. That's, you know, you know, I've seen that design process work at Logitech and other places I've been. Certainly in Amazon, you always hear working backward from the customer. So that hmm. it's, it's sort of along the same thread. How do, we, how do we understand the customer, understand their needs and turn those into solutions? And, and those are, you know, new solutions that sit on top of an existing interactive flat panel. Uh, those can be new solutions that we don't even build today. And we're, we're working on all of those. Well, I have to tell you, we are finishing up next week putting a Promethean board in every one of our classrooms in our school district. So cool. that's what that's we use idea. some of our, our good money for. And I, the, the coolest thing that is, is when I go into a school afterwards is to check on the teachers and see how the product, how the installation's going. Great company that, that we're using, I'll tell you afterwards, but <laughs> really great company. Sure. But when I walk over to them and they're like, oh, this is great. It's so, it's awesome. It does all this stuff. And I grab the back and we bought the floating mounts. And when I, when I pull it down, no one figures that out on their own. And that is a big seller. When you talk about, you know, seeing what the need is, I promise you that was a need. That was a need with touch displays of any flavor, projector based or anything was, I can't reach this and I can't get to this. And the kid's too high for the kids. It's too low for the, you know, 
that one right there. And every time I do it, the teacher is like, oh my gosh, that's the greatest thing I've ever seen. That's the greatest part of this is the part that that it It moves up and down. (laughs) But you know, I've, I've seen Promethean for a long, long time and I've been watching the development of it. And you're right. It's just continually gotten better, but it's the small things, and it's exactly what you know. Eighty percent of every teacher at any school district would say, "This is what I kind of need," and boom, it's there. Um, so that that process uh, for the educators listening, where's the learning process for your team in that? I mean, how do you pull in that data to to you know develop this? Let them know how you do that. Yeah, that, that's another great question. Uh, and there's not one single answer. We do multiple things. So one is, uh, you had a couple of my colleagues on the show, and I think specifically with Lee County. Yeah. Right? And we have we have we have people out in the field, boots on the ground, uh, interacting with customers on a daily basis. So obviously, we get a lot of information there. We also commission our own studies. So we like to get people that are Promethean users that aren't necessarily. Uh, biased, right? Let's get unbiased Promethean mm-hmm. users. Let's also get non-Promethean users or non-panel users. Like, let's get that full spectrum of teachers, administrators, whatever the customer we want to study. And so we'll go commission uh, studies on our own. And then there's market research we can go get on our own. There's, you know, we have some choice customers that we like to go in and do specific uh, understanding of, of maybe looking at their diary through a day and, and understand what they do through the day. So it's, it's a mixture of all of those that then we pull all that information together and we say, oh, here's all the ones that are common threads across these different things. These are these are problems no one's, are, no one's solving and are really painful. And if we solve those, those will really go over well. Here's ones that it looks like customers, teachers, administrators don't even know they have these problems. And if we build something, that would be cool too. Like you mentioned the, you know, the vertical movement yeah. of, of the panel on a stand, right? It's, you don't recognize you have that need because you've just adapted to the world around you. And once you see that solved, you're like, oh my, how did I not, how did I, how did I live without this? Right. So, yeah, so that's, it's really, you know, casting as wide as net as possible with, with the resources we have to, to get that broadest view and then understand those problems. You know, I, I love the fact that, so uh, our primary school, 80 classrooms, we're, we're not a big district. We've done 220 boards. So our, our primary is 80 classrooms, uh, K through four under one roof. And we did them first, you know, like, here you go, this is going. And we're finishing, this is our last week of school. So it was probably about a month ago. They've been using them for three weeks. And I've had more than one educator tell me, I hate to leave because it immediately fit into my workflow better than anything I had before. And so within three days, it was just part of the classroom. It just became part of the way I teach. Um, do you guys, so you, you worked at Intel, you've done these things, you know, we're, we're wires and pliers guys. We'll just say that. We've done these things in the background before. We've engineered things. We write code. We do that. What's it like when being in education, because you've worked for other companies, but now you're in an educational, pretty much, company. um, What's it like in those team meetings when you're talking about designing hardware and designing software systems to meet the workflow needs of a second grade teacher in a classroom with 20 kids? You know, what's that like? Because I think the teachers would like to know that, because I think when people know what the process is, they think about their process and then what would be awesome to have added to it or I don't need and things like that. Yeah, so typically the process will start with, uh, we've got that need obviously, and let's go go brainstorm solutions. Uh And 
we try to do that with as many people as we can. You pull in sales, marketing, sure. right? pull in a lot of people and, and come up with potential solutions. Oftentimes you'll have multiple solutions. And then what we try to do is a fast prototype that we can actually go get in front of teachers, administrators, customers to test it out. Did we, did we solve the problem? Did we create more problems mm. by solving that problem? Cause you certainly, right? Design's gotta be useful. So that means you're not creating more problems than you're solving. And so get that prototype in front of customers, see how it works, learn from there, maybe do a few iterations on that. And then eventually you're like, okay, now I know what I'm building. Let's go start writing code. Uh, let's go start creating hardware prototypes that are real, yeah. uh, doing the real, the real costly product development. But you want to go through that iteration process ahead of it, which is making sure you really have understood the problem and that your solution is addressing the problem uh, and not creating other problems is, is probably the most important thing. Well, and, and along those lines, I'm, I'm curious to see what your answer to this is. I saw a, a video clip the other day, and there was a student who was uh, Elon Musk was up on stage with a group of people, and and the student said, you know, what what are some of the biggest, you know, what, what are some of the biggest mistakes uh, or, or or failures that you had? And Elon just said, well, we blew up three rockets. <laughs> I mean, you know, but his point being, you know, yes, we made these major oopsies, but we learned from those, and you know, eventually launched a rocket into space. Not to mention, you know, all these satellite internet and blah blah blah. So. What are your, if, if you, I'd love to hear if you've got an example off the top of your head of kind of like your blew up three rockets, you know, something that you were like, we are going down this, we're going to try this, we're going to check this out, we're going to do this, and, and you develop it and it goes nowhere fast, but causes you to pivot and then you develop something cool after it. Do you have an example of that? Um, well, there's, there's one we're working on now, uh, so I have to be a bit vague. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> and then we'll, and then we'll try to get to a, a one that's a little more specific. Yeah, no, tell us, tell us more. That's tell right. us more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, you know, we went down. Every, obviously, everyone knows Active Inspire. That's yeah. that's our software that, that that we give to customers and when they purchase a panel and uh, and teachers find that really useful. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so we thought we had figured out the roadmap for what to do next with Active Inspire. And we, and we had it, and I guess, you know, the, the, the best way to say it is we, we thought we were going to, to make it, let's, let's call it the hub of the classroom. That's, sure. It's mm -hmm. general language. I don't like hubs anyways, but I'm going to use that word hub because hubs scare people, but let's call it something like that. Well, that was a great vision. Well, we actually learned that the problem was we should have been solving was something else completely. And so now we're working on a different product <laughs> that wouldn't replace Active Inspire, needs to play along with Active Inspire. But, um, you know, so that's kind of I, I, our version. Now, we didn't really burn the rocket ship, to be fair to your question. And that one, we didn't get very far along. So sure. Probably, we probably had the engine flare out in the test room versus sending up a rocket and having it explode on us. Um, you know, I'd say, you know, the, one of the one of the ones again, again, we're working on it. Uh, is if you look at our current element series, uh, we spent a lot of time with with the menuing system, mm -hmm. uh, and the menuing system was infinitely better than. Um, 
what we had before, mm-hmm. although people liked what we had before. So there's there's two ways that it's blown up. One is, one is, I don't think we navigated necessarily that transition very well. But two is we didn't quite understand the problem, and we're considering ways to improve it even further. Mm-hmm. So I think that's that's probably one that I wouldn't say it completely blew up on us, but you know we we found some benefit in what we did. Some customers like it. Some customers preferred the old one. How can we? take both of that and, and pivot it into something even better. Mm-hmm. And so that's, as we think about the next generation of the products we're doing, how do we how do we advance that user interface even further? Because it is user interface and, and those that are familiar with the panel will know it, it gives you flexibility in where you are in the panel to engage with it. Uh, but it probably gives you too much flexibility so much that you get a little confused uh, and then it doesn't give you enough flexibility in some areas. So that, that's what we learned. So I think there's there's opportunities there to to treat to, to take a little different spin on solving some of those problems and then bring back some of the solution we had before, which is which was also liked by customers. Well, and that's one of those things that uh, anytime you're you're dealing with the the, the customer facing interface, you know, I, I don't care if you're a word processing product, uh, if with if you're you know the, the software that runs on you know an interactive flat panel, whatever it is, people get used to the way things are laid out and where things are and how things look, and then when you come along and change it, it they may not even have liked the way it was before, but it was what they were used to. So when you come along and you move stuff around uh, yeah I, I would imagine that <laughs> raised a few hackles as they say in our parts of the country <laughs> well you know when is xp still king i don't care anyways. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> so i have to ask so we love panel management and um i see yeah. that going to be uh, the next iteration and the next iteration are going to just add more things to it right now it's beautiful uh one of the things we we were talking about is some my sysadmin said man this is great you know this is a great way to handle everything on all of our sites I was like, and I said, I promise you, I could see them allowing us to, you know, send the same thing to everyone, stream to every one of them, things like that, probably coming down the road. Is that a possibility? I mean, is that something, is that network based? Is that the, it's definitely not the processor on the, on the, the uh, Promethean because it can handle that, I guess. So uh, w- would that ever be something, you know, like if the uh, superintendent had a, iPad in front of him and wanted to talk to every classroom through the Promethean board. Would that be something you guys would handle or, or a part of panel management or the, the software? Yeah. Well, there, there's different ways to, to solve that need, so to speak. Yeah. Um, uh, there's obviously apps that kind of do that today. Sure, sure. They may or may not work with the panel. We, we haven't really partnered with anyone to, to bring it to the panel. Yeah. Uh, but uh, without sharing too much we are working on things that if we're successful in those easily bolt on to doing what you described cool so there's like there's we see opportunity for how do you and we hear this a lot from customers but how do you how do you not always be stuck at the panel right well, you know, and that's the biggest thing that I've noticed is is that the speed of the of the processes is so much greater. Uh, you know, if you're if you've got your MacBook or whatever up there and you open up annotation, it's 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 no time at all. You're handling business really quick and going between processes is so. That's what our teachers love. They're like, there's no slowing down. 
And you know, that's the worst thing. It used to was bandwidth. You're like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna open this website and let me wait 20 seconds while the whole thing loads on a school district. We've noticed that the processes on it are just screaming as far as we're concerned. They're just really fast. And that, that's, uh, and I think the ones we have, um, have uh, 30 gigs on board, maybe 25 gigs, something like that. Um, the teachers have just been super amazing. So I, I wanna ask you about this, and this might be out, out of your wheelhouse, I don't think it is, but um, getting different apps, getting different templates, getting different things like that. Um, what's out there for the educators that are listening that don't know about Promethean? It, is there a way that they can get that from training, from my Promethean, from the different Promethean sites that you guys have? Yeah, well, we definitely have learned Promethean as a product. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of online resources uh, to help teachers understand how to use our solutions the best. So mm-hmm. that's definitely a great resource. There's a lot of knowledge out there on our support site. Yeah. Honestly, we, we take we, we we take a lot of effort into the support site, and and it's not really behind a firewall too much. So you can learn a lot without without having to to get too far in. Uh, and then and then you know there's there's just a lot available. Uh, you, you know, apps are one thing, but you know there's a lot of web based applications you can yeah. run on the panels. And then, and then you don't need as much, you know, of you don't consume as many of the resources on the panel if you want the pa- the panel resources to be doing. Say, I don't know, you're on a video call and you have it, happen to have it on the vi- on, on on the panel, then you can use the web application, or you can use the web application to do the video call. Right? Exactly. So, yeah. Like that, there are different ways. I, I know everyone likes the convenience of apps, but there's also the the benefit of of you know more and more people are going to web applications. And panels ship with browsers, and and the browsers can can run those web applications just as well as they can a a, a little app. And so we're uh, we like to think of it, you know, how's the best way to solve solve that problem? And it's not necessarily an app on the panel. Sometimes it's it's right. a different way. But yeah, there's lots of resources out there. Learn from Ethia and the support site. We have educational consultants that help. Again, you had you know one of ours. Uh, Paul on on one of your previous podcasts. Yeah, uh, super so, sharp. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's lots of resources available to figure so out how to do this. So multi point touch. I want to jump back into that multi point touch because it's gotten. That was the first thing when you twenty first graders run to the board and they're all drawing you know houses and stuff and, and letters and ABCs. That process right there when you guys first started when interactive displays and interactive touch panels first started. That was an impossibility, wasn't it? I mean, multi-touch at the front end. So now you guys, I, I don't remember exactly how many multi-points of touch do you guys have on the Prometheans at this point? Is it 10? We have 20. 20, that's 20. it. 20. I don't have that many yeah. fingers. You know? <laughs> well, that's that's the interesting thing. I mean, the technology's advanced, right? You go back to the you go back to the computer days where it was like, how, what's your clock speed on your processor? Yeah. How much cash do you have? Right? That stuff almost doesn't matter as much. So there was that huge evolution that needed to happen. Yeah. And 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 you're right. It's happened over generation after generation in a fairly short time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but now we're getting to the point where it's uh, how much incremental do you add? How much how much does it really add in terms, again, solving customer problems? We'll, we'll figure that out as we talk to customers and decide how much how much we want to spend there. But if, if you're putting in 40 points of touch, 
you're not spending resources or 50 points of touch or 80 points of touch. Like you're, you're not spending resources somewhere else. So, you know, if I was a procurement person and we, we are procurement people in Promethean because we have these, these products we have to design and we have to decide all the different parts we put in it and what suppliers do we want. If I'm a procurement person, I want to make sure that the people I'm buying the product from are, are prioritizing the things that mean the most to the business. And so, yeah, that's one of the, I'm glad you picked up on that because points of touch used to be important. I'm not sure how important it is going forward. Yeah, it, it's actually in the, in the grade school level, it's, it's massively important. I, you know, they, they love to put three or four kids up there, you know, writing ABCs and doing math problems and stuff like that. So it's, it's really interesting to see them embrace that. And not, having never had that, it's, it's really pretty impressive. And um, as, a, as a former band director, I like to take my five fingers and draw a staff as quickly as I need to. So, <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's, it's, a, it's important. The question yeah. is, would, would you ever need 80? Well, that's, well, that's a lot true. of kids. Right. That's a lot of kids to fit in a small space. Yeah. In front of well, no, <laughs> you're just going to have to make a 175-inch, you know, wall. So, or, or you make the panel really big. Yeah. yeah. And, and we laugh about that. But, I mean, think of that iteration coming down the road. I mean, you know, if anybody was going to do it, you guys would do it. You know, here's this entire wall is a touchboard. I mean, people would say, you don't need that. Well, I've seen this cool things with, you know, they're throwing balls at these things on walls and they're, you know, these projectors and you never know. It might be perfect thing to do that with. And, you know, Xbox and all that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, no, there's, uh, there's lots you can think about in the future of the classroom that, that probably looks a little better than it does today. And, and then that would open up to, yeah, 80 points of touch might be a thing that's important. <laughs> You gotta, you gotta, you gotta spend the resources on getting the, you know, the, the 175 inch screen first, and then you go. You'd be surprised what school districts would do to get 175. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of car washes and bake sales, but you know they'd probably figure yeah, out. Would, <laughs> yeah, well, there, there's a lot of work to do on the on the development side to make it a reality before we even get that far down the road. Yeah, on, on those sizes. So I am curious, is there, and, and sorry to put you on the spot, and you, by, I mean, you can, you know, of course, you, you have the complete authority to go, uh, no. Um, but uh, is there anything that you can talk about that is, you know, pretty close to something that is getting ready to, to get rolled out that, that it's okay to say, oh, yeah, by the way, this is what we got coming. That At one more point, thing? Yeah, yeah that kind of one more thing. <laughs> Do you have anything that's in your pocket you're allowed to pull out of your pocket yet or no? There's lots coming. I can't talk about anything. Okay. I get that. <laughs> that. That excites me. See, I'm the kind of person that's like, oh, boy, it's going to be great. Right. So, okay, hey, so. If, oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say there's, you know, I can count the things we have coming between all the things we're working on in more than one hand. So there's lots of things in the pipeline. That's pretty exciting. I, all right. So if, if our teachers want to find out what's coming down the pike as soon as it is publicly available. What's a good way for folks to uh, reach out to either you or Promethean in general? How, how, share yeah. that with us. Yeah. So the best, obviously our website, it's going to be when we're launching something, it, it would show up there probably faster than any other place. Uh, obviously uh, that's prometheanworld.com. Mm -hmm. uh, we have Twitter, uh, social media as well at, at Promethean on Twitter. We're certainly going to announce things fairly fast there. We're always looking to, to push news and, and launching new products is definitely hot news. So 
Uh, those are definitely definitely good methods. And then, you know, engaging us through our partners, they, they're going to learn about it really fast. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. And, and so, uh, you know, those are probably the best ways. Um, you, know, you know, we often uh, talk about things that, you know, shows we've done it in the bet in the past. And, and those are certainly the ways, but, you know, things can happen off that cycle too. So yeah. you definitely want to just count on shows as being a one way to, to learn about what's going on with Promethean. Yeah. Well, Lance, thanks for coming on the show. We hope you had a great time. We hope it didn't, you know, cause you too much worry and strife asking for all the secrets. That's so. right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a pleasure being here. Thank you both. Awesome. Uh, fantastic, fantastic time talking to you. Thanks, man. Hey, thank you so much to Lance from Promethean for joining us here today, talking about some of the behind-the-scenes stuff that kind of goes on, really, with any product development, but specifically talking about what Promethean yeah, does. Yeah, the production end of it's amazing, you know. And, yeah. and here in his background, Promethean really takes this seriously. I mean, you're, you're getting, Lance Solomon has a, an amazing background of places he's done and work, and it kind of shows in the in the Promethean product. If you don't know about the product, check out PrometheanWorld.com and find out about it. Or just go pretty much to any conference in educational tech. You're going to find them there, and it's an amazing piece. Uh, as, as you'll hear on, as you heard, uh, my district has put them in on every classroom, and it's been a game changer for us. And next year, it's going to be a real game changer because we've got Promethean training. You know, there's so many resources yeah. out there, and they're educators first and foremost when they come to you know show you how to use this. How does this incorporate into the classroom? But uh, yeah, Promethean. Don't check them out on. Uh, Online, prometheanworld.com, Twitter, Promethean. You know, it's like Edutech, guys, at Promethean. <laughs> at Edutech, guys, you're going to find us out there. So, yeah, really, really cool stuff. Hey, you know what we don't have this week? Uh, an Edutech tip of the week. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, um, uh, we don't really have one this week. Uh, it's the end of school, so here's my Edutech tip of the week. It's been an interesting couple of years. It has. So uh, have fun with your family. Take off from education for a while. We're not in front of screens for a while. Have a good vacation. Have a good summer. And uh, get your kids ready to come back to school and, you know, give them a big hug and make sure it's a happy time and, you know, come back to school ready to learn because there's going to be so much new technology. We've learned a lot from the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that a lot of schools, and I'm, I'm pretty much betting that a lot of schools are going to do some cool PD and can do, make some changes in curriculum in the way we're teaching our kids. So, there's our tip of the week. I think it's going to be a good time when you come back. And we're not done for the summer. We've got a lot of other shows coming out. And I'll, I'll apologize before that, um, that you have to listen to the banner before we actually have guests on. <laughs> As you learned at the beginning of this episode. That's, right. That's good. You can skip ahead. I you mean, don't, skip ahead. but you can. If you do, I'll be standing at your, at your kitchen window in, at night in the rain looking at you with a sign that says, why'd you skip ahead? <laughs> <laughs> Your your phone will ring and I'll go. I know what you did. You skipped ahead. <laughs> I know what you did last podcast. <laughs> uh, do you like to listen to podcasts? <laughs> hey, listen. It's been a great show. Um, hope you have a great day, weekend, night, whatever you've got going on. I'm Jeff Madlock. I'm David Henderson. We'll catch you next time. You're listening to the EduTech Guys edutechguys.com There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. 
But do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out My Flex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com forward slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com forward slash BE. Do you want to save time on prep work? Increase achievement for all student populations? Reliably meet tier one standards? You, you can, can do, do it, it all, all. But don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.